Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Slightly favours the right footer here, but Griffiths, having got the goal, goes again. Quick fire and drags it down now. Long way out. Oh, what a goal! What a goal! Here comes up, Jack's goal! Scotland has scored! It's a goal! It's Dykes! It's Welcome to the Hand and Roar podcast. Oh, this is an exciting one. Tomorrow's Euro 2024 draw includes Scotland. So let's hypothesise about the dream and nightmare scenarios. I say dream scenarios, there might be one or two in there, but this is a draw naturally littered with quality, elite nations and dark horses. A few pesky upstarts in there as well, which I'm sure that being Scots would rather avoid for some reason. Um, joining us from Paris, BN Sports League on commentator Callum Brown, yet to become an adopted Frenchman, but there's still six months for that to change, Callum. Yeah, bang on. Still Scottish, still looking for our ball and not the French ball. <laughs> and a pod <laughs> debut, like coming off the bench when your team are already 5-0 up. Host of the Scottish Football Show and TV producer Andrew Slavin has joined the chat. Good morning to you, my friend. Good morning, Andrew. It's nice to have two Andrews on a programme like this. Yeah, it won't be confusing at all, will it? No, no. You can, we'll call each other Andrew, just to confuse it more, though. <laughs> Why not? Well, guys, this is these are one of the fun ones, really. We've got, we've got no massive intel or insight. We don't really know too much about some of these nations, such as the ones that are in pot four, even Albania, for example, that have snuck into pot two. So we're just going to go through it, take a look at it, as we as we go and decide who the, who we think would provide us with the best and worst opportunities of qualification. Well, let's start with pot one. I think it's obvious to say, lads, that there are no favourable draws here. All these teams are top quality. There are ones that I think we'd rather avoid more than others. I would suggest to you France and England would be top of that pile. Would anyone... Take me up or disagree with that? 
I'll start straight away by saying I would I would just happily take Spain again. I think this is a team that we've well, we know we've beaten them already. And when we were in Spain, we played pretty damn well and were un- unlucky not to take the lead. Um, so Spain, for me, are the ones that I would like to see drawn out straight away. Um, or England, but <laughs> I know you said maybe you don't want to you want to avoid them. But yeah, Spain, for me, to be honest. Callum, England, I think, has the recency factor to it. I think given the, what happened in the friendly to get Jude Bellingham, does Spain have any recency bias for you? Or would you happily take them again? Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of on board with Andrew there. Um, it it does feel a bit of a. It would be a kind of like a, a revenge factor in a way. Like I know, obviously, mm. we beat we beat them two now. Um, but I mean, without trying to go over old ground, it does still feel a wee bit unjust, like getting beat <laughs> over there. Obviously, this we scored the goal, and I mean, it's it's VAR and. Probably looking back now, we can all see Henry's slightly offside and he's interfering or whatever. But um, yeah, I think I just think that that they are beatable. I mean, we've proven it. Um, obviously, where well, whoever from pot one would be tough. You know, Belgium had a brilliant group as did Portugal. They were two maybe that that didn't look as strong. I think coming into under new management after a pretty poor Euros, uh, sorry, a pretty poor World Cup, um, but. Yeah, France for me is the one to avoid. I don't. I can't really be bothered with England if I'm being honest. It's just all the. <laughs> I, I don't. It's just all the, the build up, and I, I get too worked up over it. If, I think if we lose to anyone else in pot one, there I'm just kind of like, oh, I mean, it's a pot one side. But if we lose to England, um, it's just gonna just annoys me. I just don't. Just annoys me to be honest. What, but what about if you if we did draw England and it was our final game in the group, and it was all hinging on that. <laughs> Would that not be at least exciting? Because I kind of I'm the opposite. I would gladly take England because I, I said on the on the Scottish football show I don't really care if England beat us, even if it's in a you know if three points are on the line because England should beat Scotland. Sorry to say, like in the grand scheme of it all, if we're being really really honest, England are a better team than Scotland. They have better players, so if they beat us, it's fine. Like who cares? Like they can gloat all they want. But if we beat them, it's so much better. So, <laughs> there's more fear on their side than, than us. So I, I would take England. I think you mentioned Portugal. That would be an interesting one. It would be nice to see um, uh, Hendry clatter into Ronaldo again, like he's been doing in the Saudi Pro League. Um, that would be fun. But I think the real glamour one would be Germany. That would be the really, really interesting one. I always look back. I know Brazil weren't the hosts in France '98, but being like opening a competition and Scotland being part of that was so special to me. Being a, a young lad, like ten years old, and thinking this is the start of the World Cup and Scotland are starting it. So if if this could be the Euros and we get Germany and we open the competition, that would just be and Scotland, you know, being the opposition, it would be a really. Uh, I'd hope that it would probably put a wee sparkle in a lot of like young people's minds who love football like I was when I was young. The, the Germany one's interesting because the, the opening the tournament would be would be brilliant. The ticket prices are quite obscene for that match, to be honest. I think a few people replied on Twitter saying, not Germany because I don't want to have to pay that for the opening game. But to get matched against them, the hosts would be excellent in my opinion. I also think that they are, at the moment, weaker than some of the other teams in the in the pot 
they will have a few more games between now and the the Euros with friendlies. And I know they haven't played any competitive football, but they've played 13 games this year, if my counting is correct, and they've won three of them. That's very un-German-like, isn't it? They, they did beat France in September in a friendly 2-1, but they have lost or drawn against Austria, Turkey, Mexico, Japan, Poland, Ukraine, so and and they changed manager, I think, didn't they? What's his name? That was the Julian Nagelsmann. Nagelsmann, came yeah. in And it was um, Hansi Flick, mm-hmm. who was the manager beforehand, who was obviously ex Bayern Munich and did wonders there, um, but didn't do many wonders at Germany yeah. at all. So Na- Nagels- Nagelsmann's in until the end of the Euros. Is that right? Is that his contract? I think it is. I think it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it, yeah, I think it's not exactly been. I, I like you said they beat France. I think they beat someone else. But yeah, the last two results mm-hmm. haven't been haven't been excellent. Yeah, they beat America three one, and then they drew with Mexico two two, and then they were beaten by Turkey and Austria in friendlies just in the international break there. So Germany, well, they they haven't had any competitive football to to kind of get themselves going properly. But that's not the Germany that we've known over the last well forever. Um, Portugal. Someone mentioned them a moment ago. 30 points in qualifying, lads. 10 wins out of 10. They, their group was fairly easy as, as far as Portugal were looking at it. They finished top of a group with Slovakia, Luxembourg, Iceland, Bosnia and Liechtenstein. Do we want to be facing Portugal, really? Yeah, no, for, for me, no. Um, yeah, they're, they're probably... Again, I don't want to use the term easier or whatever, but I think France and England are probably... Maybe even Belgium as well are probably the, the three that I wouldn't want. So maybe Portugal, but you look at, I mean, they'll be on a high from that um, maximum points. But it's not just Ronaldo. They've got, um, you know, some some absolutely fantastic players. Bernardo Silva, João Felix, Bruno Fernandes, João Cancelo. That, I mean, kind of, it's similar to France in a way where you can just list them off and he's at a top club, he's at a top club. Um, so absolutely no, no easy games. Whereas I think maybe Spain... And Germany at the moment, they're still sort of going through a wee bit of a, a transition. Obviously, Spain, the only lost to us in the group, and Germany could could well you know blow teams away. But I think playing like Sakai Havertz playing left back, I think so. I mean, you probably would want maybe a, a Germany or a Spain at the moment, but again, who knows? Who knows what it will be like in, in six months' time? So, if we're going to break this into say three brackets in pot one from what you guys and I are saying. Well, maybe not you, Andrew, because you would <laughs> take England. You said you would take England. But I, I, I'm i looking at it, Callum, maybe you're more like-minded and I'm thinking the two most preferable draws, Spain or Germany, followed by the middle pack, Portugal and Belgium, followed by the worst ones, France and England. Is that right as far as you look at it? Is that your perception? Yeah, I would say so, Andy. Yeah, definitely. And Slavin, you don't agree. Well, uh, if if you want the best possible uh, winnable bracket, if we're going to take your way, then yeah, I think that that follows the right pattern. I, I just yeah, I'm I'm looking for the drama a little bit. Maybe it's the <laughs> producer in me, that TV production boy. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> don't call Did me it? production boy. <laughs> there is there is there is the other side of it as well. There is the other side of it as well as maybe do you want a France? Because you know I mean, unless there's a miracle that happens, 
you know France will beat the other two teams as well as Scotland. So is, is yeah, that fair point. Yeah. I like your thinking. Yeah, playing a long game here. That's a that's a fair way of a fair way of looking at it. You probably would back most most of the teams in pot one to do that. So do you want to just go the whole hog and get the best one and hope that they take care of business? Then is that well the the the, the other thing, Andrew and Callum that 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 that's such a good point Callum makes because I do think Scotland under Steve Clark can stay in most games against the top teams. I know the 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 games we've had in recent like friendlies against England and France haven't been great. But I think in this scenario, in a competition scenario, we could genuinely maybe grab a draw and then they will probably then play better in their next games, whatever that might be in the the kind of group of matches. I don't know. I think that's interesting. I think that's probably a, a fair thing to consider. The problem is that pots, pot, pot two, yeah, but pot three and half of pot four have some good teams in there. Mm, and. Yep. I don't know how far you can stretch the guarantee that the pot one team would be able to do that. At the last World Cup, I could be completely pulling this out of my arse, but did France not lose one of their group games to Morocco or China? Not Morocco, but uh, Tunisia or something like that. Like the last group game. Yeah, they did. Was it Cam? No, it was Brazil lost to Cameroon, I think. But yeah, <laughs> France definitely did. Although I feel like they rotated a lot. I think they played, they were trying to get everyone a. I mean, the French being the French have been confident. I think they're trying to get everyone a medal. Um, <laughs> they went on to win it. I believe they played Steve Mandanda, I think, in goals and stuff. So it was a bit rotated, but they'd already had the job done, I think. But yeah. Um, okay. Well, Belgium are an interesting one. They're not the Belgium of the 2014 World Cup or 2016 World Cup that had the squad that. I think was the envy of Europe at that point. They were probably the way that we are looking at the French at the moment. That was the Belgians about eight to ten years ago. We look at their match from October against Austria. Doku, Lukaku up front with Lukebakio. The the midfield, I mean, this is terrible. I work in football and I don't know who these guys are. Openda, Mangala and Onana. The midfield three that they they might be very good players, but that's not the Belgian midfield that would would have scared Europe a decade ago. True, it's not it's not the same team that we know. I mean, you mentioned Appenda; he was excellent against Man City. I think he scored two, didn't he? Uh, to give Leipzig the lead against them. I mean, there's still players. Onan is the Everton fella. Oh right, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's I, I still think. Like, like we've already kind of assume, assumed is that no no pot one team is going to be an easy match and there's still plenty of quality in that Belgium squad you would think even though these are players that we don't know very, very well oh yeah, um, yeah. They're, still, they're still going to be good enough um, and I think their campaign's been alright yeah they What's finished that? unbeaten unbeaten for, forever <laughs> Six, six wins, two draws, Austria, Sweden, Azerbaijan, Estonia. Estonia bottom on a point and in the playoffs. Just insane. So uh, pretty much unbeaten since the, since the World Cup. Yeah. In fact, speaking of unbeaten, let's move on to pot two. Hungary are the ones that most people in my replies are saying avoid along with Denmark from pot two. 
Now, Hungary have not lost a game this year. The only team that's beaten them in the last 18 months is Italy, twice in the Nations League. They've beaten England twice. They've beaten Germany. And then this year, they have had some fairly easy qualifying games against Bulgaria and Montenegro and Lithuania. But they've beaten Serbia and they haven't lost away from home. So Hungary at the moment look like, I think, probably the hot to dark horse. You know, the, the ones that don't carry the big names, but the one that people want to avoid. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I seem to remember, I mean, it was a fair whack ago now, but um, very famous victory for them and probably for some Scots as well. I think they beat England 4-0 Hungary as well mm-hmm. in, the, in the Nations League at, at some point. It is... I mean, I saw a lot of people saying it was, you know, you want to avoid um, being in pot two because pot three is more difficult. And and I agree, do agree with that. But there's still some very good teams in there. You you mentioned Hungary, Denmark. We know how good Denmark has been in the group with them um, for World Cup qualifying. Austria were in that group as well. Um, We've had some decent results against Austria of late. But I do think that they're a bit of a false outlier as well. I think that they are a good side with, with good players. Same with Turkey, I think. Um, probably went toe-to-toe with them in that friendly we played, but again, I don't know how much you can take from, from friendlies and they are a decent side. For me, it would be, if you're asking me to choose, it would be between Albania and Romania for um, who I would like from Pot 2. I feel they're the two weakest teams. Um, definitely the two most beatable. I'm not saying that you know, any other pot two side aren't beatable, but I think um Austria, Denmark, Hungary, Turkey, they all you know, they all they, they all are they all are, sorry, a bit of banana skin. Um and I think on par with us, if not maybe notoriously slightly better in terms of being in, in competitions and, and doing it on the big stage where we're still we can't forget kind of tournament minnows. Um so I would definitely prefer Albania or Romania um, to give us the best chance of of winning the game. Albania slightly worries me because I think they are um, kind of dark horses in in that pot too. Um, I think it's only Poland that have beaten them uh, this year. So like that's that's pretty nuts. Um, and I. I I always think that maybe some Scotland fans might remember that we we smashed Albania back in like 2018, but I just mm-hmm. that's a long that's a long time ago. <laughs> I just think pot two is littered with banana skins. Uh, I'm I'm terrified of 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 all, not terrified, but um, I just think there are most teams in that group. I think is going to be a tough a tough battle. Bring on but, England, but scared of Albania. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that makes me, but. <laughs> Well, Albania, Albania did top their group. They finished on 15 points along with the Czech Republic, who qualified automatically ahead of Poland. Let's have a wee look at Albania's results. We'll just clarify the pot quickly. So pot two is Hungary, Turkey, Romania, Denmark, Albania, Austria. Now, some of Albania's results recently, they, their last two games in the qualifiers, two draws against the Faroes and Moldova. Before that, they beat the Czech Republic 3-0. They beat Poland 2-0. They had a draw away to the Czech Republic. So they are capable of good results, but their last couple of results, again, would show that they, um, they're they maybe not on the level that some would might fear they are. 
if we look at Hungary's recent results, which we've already done, just I'm saying uh, Italy are the only team that have beaten them in the last 18 months. That's quite incredible in a couple of Nations League games. Turkey, Romania, Denmark, Austria. Let's have a look at how those groups finished. So Turkey finished top of their group ahead of Croatia and Wales. That's a... Turkey are always dark horses, guys, aren't they? I mean, and then they, they turned up to the last Euros, got smashed by Wales, smashed by Italy, and uh, just fucked off home. They were they were dreadful after everybody tipping them as their their outside bet for the tournament. And Austria finished behind Belgium in Group F. Denmark topped their group on the same points as Slovenia. We're in the same group as Slovenia. Denmark, how do, how do we feel about Denmark? They, they battered us away from home. We took care of them at home once they'd already qualified a couple of years ago. Are Denmark the the best team in pot two, the way you guys see it? I think it's hard to to say they're the best team. Uh, possibly. I don't know, Callum. <laughs> you might know better than me. I think pot two is just too, has too much fear for me in pot two. Yeah, I think... I think- Denmark are a good side, but I, I would I would rather avoid them, obviously, um, with the, the two I mentioned and um, Albania and Romania. But Denmark are a decent side. Although, I mean, if we look at it with recency bias, Northern Ireland with nothing to play for have, have gone and beat them 2-0 um, at home. Obviously, we beat them uh, 2-0 at home a, a few years ago now. Um, it's just probably that away game that, that scares me and the fact that I mean, let's not forget they were they were semi finalists at the last Euros. So, um, and and they, to be fair, I think they took England very very close. Um, I think yeah. it was a, a penalty, Harry Kane penalty, surprisingly that that won it for England. So, <laughs> um, yeah, they they are a side that that does kind of strike fear through me a wee bit. Um, but I mean, in saying that, do we maybe win that group? I'm looking at Slovenia, Finland, Kazakhstan. Northern Ireland, San Marino. I, I mean, I think in the in the ten games we we get close to, yes. to twenty two points as well. I think so. I, I, yeah, that makes a lot of sense because I would if if we look at the squad, I don't. I I think Denmark are quite similar to Scotland and and the way that they the the, the kind of makeup of of that squad because they're a good team, but there's not like absolute standout you know match winners. Um, I know they have uh, Jonas Vind from Wolfsburg, who's quite a good player, uh, centre forward. But at the same time, I just think there's plenty of players, um, that we have that that can, uh, that could that could probably do pretty well against the likes of Denmark. I think there are more dangerous teams in pot two than than Denmark. But hey ho, if, if if Scotland fans are looking for maybe um some uh familiar faces. Who knows if um oh I forget his name now. Uh Matt O'Reilly, sorry for Celtic. I know he got a recent cap for Denmark. Who knows if he'll be in there. But then there's Tur- uh Romania as well. Could have Yanis Hadji for Romania. So maybe Scotland will draw one of those teams because that'll be a bit more interesting. This is a, a tad myopic, probably, because I mean I can't, there's no escaping the fact that I am not well versed in Hungarian, Romanian or Albanian football. But I'm looking at these squads and I'm thinking they are they seem to be performing above or better than the sum of their parts to get yeah. into pot, to get into pot two. So if if I take the Romanian squad, 
at an example here. They don't have any players that are performing to the same level as at least half of our team. Guys that are playing in Europe, guys that are performing well in the Premier League and, and in Europe as well. John McGinn, for example, I know it's the Conference League, but Villa doing really good things. So the Romanian midfield represented by players that play for Deportivo, Alaves, Empoli, Pisa, Stal Bucharest, a couple of Romanian teams, Ankara, Gucci from Turkey. They, they must be, or this is a dreadfully naive thing to say, they must be a good team. Obviously, they've qualified for the Euros, but should we fear Romania? And Steve Clark has always said, play with the anticipation of success, not the fear of failure. I would hate to think that these Scotland boys and us as fans would be going into these games full of trepidation rather than confidence. If I look at the Albanian boys as well, yeah, they seem to have had a brilliant campaign. Ilber Ramadani, that was at Aberdeen last season, is in their midfield starter. Good player. But he would get nowhere near our team. Simple as that. So if if, if Scotland were to perform to our level, surely we are better than these guys. I'd go along with that, yeah. Um, it, it probably is the... I mean, I would say the innate Scottishness in us that we want to be, you know, singing our praises and look how look how good we've done because we have. I mean, I think if if you're on, I don't know the the Albanian version of the Hamden Roar, Andy, um, they're maybe going, no, we don't we don't want Scotland. You know, look how well they've done. They beat Spain. Maybe they'll go, oh, but they've they've drawn with Georgia recently or whatever. But I think teams will fear us, which is something that that you wouldn't have said. Um, maybe at the last Euros you'd have had, I mean, Czech Republic obviously blew us away in the end, um, and we, we got one, we got sorry, uh, yeah, one point from the three games. So maybe you're looking at England and Croatia. We're going, oh, we, we want Scotland, but um, I think now we're going to come into this, um, and, and teams will will be fearing us. We don't want Scotland from from pot three, um, which is which is positive. But again, in the same breath as I, as I say, I think that you also don't want to be too big for your boots because we have no divine right to go and and you know knock over a, an Albania or a Romania. But I do think it's it's teams we should be excited to to draw and that, that we, we definitely could I wouldn't say should be, but definitely could and are more than capable of beating because we have better squads than them. Slavin, if we if we do take what you said about Denmark Okay, and that they have a squad that we are on par with, if not close to par with. I, I wouldn't go that far because I'm looking at, they've got Rasmus Hoyland and Andre Skovolson who, who weren't in the last squad. They missed it mm-hmm. through injury or whatever. They, they're two very good young players. They've got Damsgaard that was injured for the last squad as well. Christian Eriksen was injured for the last squad. And I'm still seeing players that are playing at a, strong, strong level throughout Europe. Hoiberg, O'Reilly's a good player. Thomas Delaney, Kasper Dahlberg, y- Yusuf Poulsen still plays for Leipzig. So, I mean, these this this is a team I think that would be no worse than Pot 2. If, if Denmark were to drop into Pot 3 or 4 like, like Italy have, I would have been stunned at that. I think I was probably being a, a little bit foolish <laughs> to maybe say that we could stand up to Denmark. But I, 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 going back on what Callum said, I, I do think any if you're playing for Scotland now, I think you 
if you got Denmark, you'd be like, nah, we can we can go for it. Yeah, they've got yeah, loads, yeah. Of great, loads of really good players. But I do think that this current Scotland squad is more ready now for this Euro campaign than it was in the previous one. And coming up against Denmark, I think that would be a good measure stick for, for Steve Clark um, to see if we can go up against a team that is littered with very good players. Um, but I, if we're going to want to maximise our success, I, I still think a Romania or a or a Turkey would be would be better. Um, but Denmark, you're right. I, I I would probably go back in what I said earlier um, on their individual players. Turkey, Turkey seemed to be going through somewhat of a transitional period. Maybe what we had when Clark or even McLeish, to be honest, was was coming in. I'm looking at their squad here. So their last squad for the friendly against Germany and, and the qualifier against Wales in November. Some some of the players, this is their, they've got some experience in there. Soyuncu that used to play for Leicester now at Atletico, Ayan that uh, plays for Galatasaray, uh, Roma fullback Zeki Celik. Like these guys have have been around for a while, but they've got a midfielder in there. Sorry, a defender in there with six caps, nine caps. You've Ridvan Yilmaz six caps, four caps, three caps, and then in the midfield. 14 caps, 10 caps, 10 caps, 8 caps, 6 caps, 3 caps. So they're maybe trying to give boys experience and opportunity to build up towards the Euros. Looking at the squad, uh, Chalanoglu wasn't in the last squad he was injured. Cengiz Under wasn't in the last squad he was injured. It looks like Cenk Tosun was just left out of it. To be honest, famous last words, he'll score against us now in the Euros, but he's been shite for years. And mm-hmm. like, they're now seemingly trying to bring in younger boys. I mean, the 18-year-old Juventus forwards, Kenan Yildiz, three caps. The Ren striker, do you know much about this boy, Callum, the Ren striker, Bertug Yildrim, three caps, 21 years old. Like, so these kind of guys. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, yeah, Yildrim, kind of new to, to French football. I think he was, I think he cost five million or something from uh, from Turkey in the summer, but again, kind of has flattered to deceive a wee bit, but I, I get what you're saying and you look at our squad now. I know you're you're rhyming off the caps there for for Turkey, we, um, um, and you're saying we used to be like that in the early days of McLeish and Clark. But you look at us now. I think um, I want to say McGregor and McGinn recently got kind of milestone caps. So what maybe sixty or fifty? I can't remember specifically. But um, you know, you're looking at that that core of the squad now. Boys on 40, 50, 60 caps. Even the likes of Hickey Patterson and and the younger ones, they're coming up to, to 15, 20, 25 caps now. So, you know, we've definitely got experience now. And maybe it's not tournament experience because we, we've only been to one um, with this group and, you know, since 98 or whatever. But we definitely have a good squad, a consistent squad. We've had injuries recently with Robertson and Tierney and the like. But we have, we have probably one of... I would say the the most consistent squads and people will say when, when squads are announced that, you know, Clark's too loyal or whatever, but Clark's built basically a club mentality and I think that'll stand us for this Euros definitely what three three years on um from the last one, that'll stand us in, in really, really good stead, I think. Um but probably to I know we'll go into pot four and, and things in a minute, but what I would sum it up in a sentence is that 
we will now be feared more and we will fear less. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a fair way of putting it. I, I would say so. I think the players that we've got at our disposal are pretty well renowned and playing at a high enough level. Okay, maybe guys like like the as you said, the guys doing Albanian and Austrian hand and roar. They won't know who Ryan Porteous is. They probably won't have heard much about uh, Scott McKenna if he ends up playing a big part or Lyndon Dykes. But we have players that that have and are playing for top clubs throughout throughout England and okay so some Celtic players and the odd Rangers player in there as well the odd boy abroad but with Tierney Sociedad and Ferguson in, in Italy but we have guys that are playing at, at the top table and uh, of European football and yeah I think that not every other team that is around our bracket can say they have as many of them as we do I would say I think that's a fair Assessment. Just go back to Turkey quickly. As I'm speaking to two commentators, I really, uh, I really rare it. if we got Turkey or Turkey, <laughs> um, the manager Stefan Kuntz, that would be fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'm thankful that I'm on fan duty next summer then, rather than working. <laughs> but in all seriousness, like the, the the likes of Hakan Şahinoğlu as well, like he's so dangerous in set pieces. Mm. Um, they they still have. Um, quality throughout, so yeah. it's just not going to be easy in that pot too. But I do think, I do think Scotland are best place that we've ever been previous. So just to round off pot two, guys, if we look at it in a similar way that we did with pot one, and try and split it up into three groups of two, the two most preferable: Romania and Albania. The two, yeah, in, the two in the middle, Austria and. Hungary for me and the two to avoid Denmark and Turkey probably but I think that Hungary and Turkey may be interchangeable there. Where where do you guys stand? We'll come to you first Callum. Yeah, no I'd agree with that. I would rather Albania and Romania um, probably would like to avoid Denmark the most and maybe Hungary based on form. And then yeah, there's that second, second one of Austria and Turkey. So for me at the moment, um, maybe looking at Spain, Albania, um, mm. from the first two pots. Yeah. Okay. Slavin, how do you assess pot two then? Given two minutes ago, you said Denmark was shite. <laughs> I didn't say that. I just said <laughs> our players can stand up to theirs. But um, no, nah, go on then. I'd probably yeah, Denmark and. Austria to avoid for me um, then it would be I, I really don't fancy the likes of um, Hungary and Turkey so I'd rather draw the likes of Albania and Romania in pot two that would be sure um, but if we're, if we're keeping track on, on the, what I would like I'll say that it's looking likely for me England then Romania <laughs> Okay I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. So many bookings in the game was was the was the, the attitude of the players a problem? No, you know, it was a big fight for, for both teams and I think it was a lot of Christian. Christ. A little, well, a little trouble in the internal there, but that reflects, I think, the, the way the, feels, the players feel about this defeat. But we're in pot three, but as Callum mentioned earlier, how, how do you think we will be viewed? I think if we were to split it up into the twos again, everyone probably sees Netherlands and Croatia and thinks avoid. And then... Do you think that people are seeing us on the same level as Czech Republic and Slovakia? I think Slovenia have probably slipped into pot three under the radar. I think that they would probably be the team most people want. But where do you think we stand up to Slovakia and Czech Republic, Andrew? I think what a lot of clubs, <laughs> clubs, <laughs> what a lot of teams will be saying is that Scotland historically have not been good at major competitions and have slipped up plenty of times in the past. And the way I look at it is that's a good thing because I want to be underestimated. I want I want teams to come up against us and think, oh, they're not going to play at their top level. Because I Clark has really, really um created this incredible mentality within our squad that now now is the time where we could really, really make more history. Clark has made so much history already. We could imagine this Scotland's group of players um, being the first to qualify um, through a group stage uh, at a major competition and get to like the last sixteen. I think this this is a I, I'm, I know I'm maybe getting overexcited, um, but other clubs might just look uh, clubs said again. Other teams might just look at us and look at our our previous. Other teams may just underestimate us, get, even though our recent history has been really, really strong. Callum, what do you reckon? Pot three, where does Scotland stand? Yeah, we, we've been splitting up the other groups into like the, I mean, three groups of two, really. You'd, as, you, as you said earlier, you're probably going Netherlands, Croatia. Then I would say we're in that, that second group. We're probably... No, I don't know, maybe between us and Czech Republic, but we're probably the third team that, that people wouldn't want, aside from, from the Netherlands and Croatia. Um, obviously, Slovenia did well in their group. I think the same points as Denmark, I want to say. Um, they aren't what they used to be, uh, Slovenia and Slovakia, I don't think. And Obviously, Czech Republic's got a bit of um, past for us. Thankfully, we can't, we can't draw them in this Euros. But yeah, we would we would probably be um, just behind Netherlands and Croatia. I would say um, for 
I mean, in my opinion, for for what other countries would want to avoid. Well, the, the, the third place team in the group has a chance of going through now. It's important to remember that. So in 2020, well, four of the six third place finishers go through to make it a last 16. So in 2020, Group A, Switzerland went through on four points. Finland finished third in Group B and went out on three points with a goal difference of minus two. Group C, Ukraine went through on three points with a goal difference of minus one. Group D, Czech Republic went through on four points. Slovakia in Group E out with three points and minus five goal difference. And then Portugal went through on four points uh, on Group F. What a group. France, Germany, Portugal, Hungary. So four points pretty much sees you through to the next stage. Three points could see you through as long as you don't get hammered in one of your games. That That is what we're looking at, probably. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the chance of quality getting to the next stage is, is even greater. I think so, I, 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 like, I think we should be expecting, not hoping to make it through to the knockout stage. 100%. I, I think yeah. so too. I think so yeah. too. Yeah. Just win a game. Just win a game, please. Just win a game. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. you know, in, the, in the last year, was we, we took McGregor in the third game. I was dreading that we would actually get there and not have a goal <laughs> yeah. to celebrate. God. Yeah. Shocking, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, let's, let's go into pot four then. Oh, trepidation everywhere. Just the three teams that have made it would not be out of place in pots one or two. So Italy, Serbia, Switzerland, straight off the bat. Holy shit. And then path A is going to be either Wales, Finland, Poland or Estonia. Path B, Bosnia, Ukraine, Israel or Iceland. And path C, Georgia, Luxembourg, Greece or Kazakhstan. If we look at those semi-finals... Wales, Finland is is maybe quite close, but let's say Wales against Poland in Path A's final, Ukraine against probably Israel in Path B's final, and Path C, I would imagine Georgia against Greece. So it's all a bit up in the air, but let's just say Wales or Poland, Ukraine or Israel, Georgia or Greece for for the other pots. What are Italy doing in there, Andrew Slavin? It's it's mental that isn't it the current holders being in pot four, but how does that how does that I don't know maybe I'm just an old romantic that the the current holders just shouldn't be in pot four they should be in pot one doesn't make any sense but that that just goes to show how poor they've actually been um, recently as well and that's that's where they deserve to be um, going by current form I just. For me, they they they're still they're still a pot one team. Ireland had their moment against Italy, didn't they, at the Euros in twenty sixteen? Robbie Brady mm. header that was twenty sixteen, wasn't it? Yeah, a big moment there. Yeah. If you look at Italy's results recently, they they must have done badly. Oh no, they didn't even. They got to the Nations League semi finals, got beaten mm. by Spain two one. Since then, they've played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games, lost three one to England, but. They've also beaten Ukraine. They've beaten the Netherlands. They drew with Ukraine as well. Italy don't look like they're in particularly dreadful form. Like they're losing against teams of a similar quality. Dropped a few points here and there, but they're largely doing okay. What is going on? It it, it doesn't really matter um, 
when it comes to Italy because they come alive in major competitions. We'll <laughs> yeah. probably get to the final again. Because um, I know it's uh, it's Spalletti that's in charge now as well, isn't it? So um, he's he's obviously, um, his career has gone leaps and bounds in recent years. So I kind of feel like he'll turn things around a little bit more for them going into this competition. I don't really know what's happened beforehand and why it's got so bad, but the, the their support expects huge success. So who knows if uh, if it doesn't start well for them. I, I still don't want to draw Italy. I still don't want them in pot four at all. I'd much rather take one of the playoff winners for me. Alan, I, I would assume that you are of sound mind and would rather avoid Italy as well. So if we take that as granted, how do you feel about Serbia and Switzerland compared to the potential playoff qualifiers? Um, yeah, give me give me the playoff one of the playoff winners. I think um, as as you say, Italy just just I know despite not being what they were, um, looking through their squad there, um, it's, they still have some very good players, and especially for a pot four, you're kind of kind of wanting to avoid. Just noticed as well, actually, they've got they they played a centre half in their last game against Ukraine called Bonjourno. Which is quite interesting. Kind of <laughs> be, be like us having a centre back called All Right Mate, but um, <laughs> quite quite interesting. No, Serbia, Serbia's kind of the, a, a one as well where just want to avoid because I feel like the opposite from from Spain and to an extent maybe England, where you're kind of wanting a bit of revenge from that. I think they'd be well up for that. They'd have the the you know have they've probably still got their backs up from the. You know the playoff a few years ago, um, so that would probably be one I want to avoid. And again, Switzerland probably not what they were, but again, I think knocked France out of the mm-hmm. last Euros, maybe, or was it the World? No, uh, I can't remember. But they definitely beat France in penalties in one of the last two tournaments. So oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, a decent team for sure. Switzerland are one of those competition teams as well, aren't they? They always yeah. seem to surprise people. Um and and punch above their weight. It, it just it has to be a playoff winner for me. But in saying that, the the prospect of of Poland being one of those sides and coming up against Lewandowski is quite daunting. Well, I'm going to contradict you. Poland don't scare me, Slater. Interesting. I, they only scare me because of Lewandowski. Oh, <laughs> one listen, players, one yeah. player is enough sometimes. Just look at Wales. The World Cup. That, that's 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 true. That's true. And I know Lewandowski has previous with us from the 2016 qualifiers, but I don't think that Poland. I I would probably be more fraught if we were to play Wales than Poland. I would say. I think because of the the home nations thing. You don't want England and Wales in our group. <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, I can see it now. Actually, I, I can see that now. <laughs> no, I, I agree with. I agree with. Um, I was going to say I agree with Andrew there. Which one? Um, yeah. No, I think I do, I do also think that the Poland aren't what they were. I know there's that the Lewandowski factor, but him aside, maybe I know they, they've got a few decent players, kind of that, that are around, in and around top European clubs. But again, I don't. I don't really think that they're any. <clears throat> any better than us, Poland? Um, especially, you know, you look at you look at the group um, that, that they were in. Um, if I just get that up now, um, 
yeah, I mean, third place to to Albania and, and Czech Republic. They got a, they got a point more than than Moldova, who you know, as as we saw from from our last qualifying group for the World Cup with Moldova and Faroe Islands. Um, I think we took well, we took twelve points from Faroes and Moldova um, and Poland. I was like, did taken... Poland did Poland not completely crash at the World Cup there as well? Group like group stage exit with a point or none. Um, Let me see World Cup. Oh no, they beat they beat Saudi Arabia and they lost to France in the last sixteen. So no, I'm talking nonsense. <laughs> no, I mean they're, they're, again they're a decent side, but you're looking at the results. Um, I think they what they won. They've won four games. To be they did beat Germany, but one 0 against Albania, two 0 against Faroes, chipped three goals to Moldova, and didn't beat them at home. Um, again, they won two 0 in the Faroe Islands, but to ten men. Like, I don't think it's it, it would be massively a, a massive fear factor for me. But I mean, if you're asking me to choose again, it would be. I mean, I think everyone's would be path C. Um, mm. Oh, was it Georgia? Get Georgia. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Again, potentially a bit of a grudge match. Um, Greece as well. You look at. I mean, have some decent players. Obviously, not what they were, but. You look at the, I mean, we've never got out of a group in Greece, you know, they won Euro 2004. So, I mean, you could look at it like that. Um, but I don't think we really have many to fear. I think Ukraine um, from from path B, if they were to win that, wouldn't really want that. Um, but no, I, I, just looking at these playoffs as well, it's actually, you know, enjoyable knowing that we will just be in, in the pot mm-hmm. ourselves. Our name, Scotland, will be there. And we don't have to go through this ordeal again. So, obviously, a, a bit of an achievement in itself, not to pat ourselves on the back. But um, I, I just one of the playoff winners, I, I think Italy, Serbia, and Switzerland um, do fill me with a bit of fear. Especially maybe if, maybe if they were a pot two um, side, not as much given given what's there. Um, but yeah, for a pot four side, Italy, no thanks. Switzerland, mm-hmm. no thanks. Serbia. If we have to, but again, probably no thanks. Looking at path C, oh, I did, I, I'm not up for drawing Greece. I'm afraid, guys, I don't want that. They, they've, they, they just typify the awkward, stuffy. It'd be a minging yeah. game, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd be a like, minging like, game. They, they've, they've got their, their squads full of players that play for AEK Athens and Olympiakos and Palak and stuff like that. Like they. I just don't want to play them at all. And Georgia, I think this is just some emotional scarring. I don't want to play them. I know that we took care of them in June and we did well with a makeshift team just in the last break. I don't really want to play Georgia either. Ukraine, probably the winners from Path B. There's history there recently as well. I I would go as far to say I think I would rather play the winner from Path A likely to be Wales or Poland than any of the others, I think. I would agree with you, Andrew. That 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 seems like the path to success or the best chance of success would be playing the winners from Path A. The others just have banana skin written all over them. And yeah. I don't want to play Israel again. I'm still sick of playing them. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, like, like a potential of Ukraine, who knows? Iceland throw up a few 
surprises they might get through. You never know. Uh, are we are we are we ruling out Estonia, guys? Is that what we're coming to here? <laughs> it's a sad state of affairs. <laughs> I used to love playing them back in the day. We used to play them a lot. Uh, if they, if they turn up, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's our three points. There we go. We just need a draw now. Kazakhstan lurking. They caused a few. Uh, feathers to be ruffled in their qualifying group as well. I'm not sure that they will get past Greece in the first instance, but that would be God. The Scottish media would have a field day if we <laughs> if we drew Kazakhstan in the from pot four. So the, the the disparity between the three that have already qualified and then the other three from the playoff winners is quite clear. I mean, if if you were to swap, let's say for example, from path B, swap. Ukraine out and put Serbia in there. So say Serbia had to go through the playoffs. I think that they would be an outlier there. I think Serbia carry, in my opinion, significantly more trepidation with them than any of the, the teams that are in the in the playoffs at the moment. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's totally <laughs> fair. So if we if we go through it's difficult to bracket it because the playoffs have still to happen. Let's just order preference. I have I've said that I would rather play the winner from path A, looking at the four of them, but the likely uh, winners anyway. I would rather play the winner from path A, which is probably Wales or Poland, than path B or C. Path B, just a reminder, Callum, is Bosnia, Ukraine, Israel, Iceland. Path C, Georgia, Luxembourg, Greece, Kazakhstan. Where do you stand? Um, I, I see what you're saying with path A. It would probably be my second preference because I think, I mean, you just want to avoid Israel and, and Ukraine given given the past. But um, path C for me would I would prefer um, Georgia or Greece. You may be looking at. I'm not sure. Kazakhstan are a decent side now, um, but I would I think I, I would be confident of us beating anyone from from path C. Path A as well, definitely I would take, you know, Poland and, and Wales, not what they were, um, if we're ruling out Estonia and Finland. But again, I feel like we could we could beat any of those. And yeah, if, if we're going to categorise it into the groups again, probably anyone really from the playoffs, I would take outside Ukraine. I think they're a, a good side. Um, you look at them with, I think, England 20 points and Italy 14, Ukraine 14. So, I mean, level, I think... Italy uh, went and, and they got the nil-nil for, for qualification there, um, similarly to us in the Nations League, actually. But um, definitely would like to avoid the three already qualified, per se, and take anyone, really, from, from the playoffs. But I do I do agree with what you're saying, Harry, um, Poland and Wales, but just just would prefer um, the, the winner from Path C instead. And just yeah, a, think... a quick co- context for you, Andrew, just quickly. Finland and Kazakhstan ran Denmark and Slovenia pretty close. That was a tight group. So <laughs> Denmark and Slovenia on 22, Finland and Kazakhstan both on 18, and then Northern Ireland on 9. I just I just think when you get to the pot four teams, really, whoever throws up, it, it should be... Um, it sh- we should be seeing ourselves as beating pot four teams, but I just don't think that's the case when you see um, Italy, Serbia, and Switzerland. They're just not easy, winnable games compared to the playoff winners. 
even if that is uh, Finland or, or Kazakhstan, we should be looking to, if they were the teams to go through and we, we drew them, we should be confident going into those matches. For me, that's the bracket. So you, you, I wouldn't take um, the teams that are already qualified and in pot four. But when it comes to the playoffs, I would prefer to get a playoff winner. And I would take anyone in path A other than Poland. They just, I'm not as confident as you guys are. Uh, with Poland, um, I think Lewandowski is a is a difference maker, um, obviously, but I think he still is. Um, and then when it comes to the other group of Path C, that would be the most logical place I would want to go for a a more comfortable game, shall I say? I think we can beat Georgia. I think we can beat Greece, although it would be a minging game. Uh, and Kazakhstan and Luxembourg, if they were lucky to get through, uh, I think they would be wins compared to Georgia Greece. I realise I've completely contradicted myself by saying what have we got to fear from most of the pot two teams and then running scared from Greece and Georgia in pot four. <laughs> this is what happens. <laughs> a Scotland fans will like, oh, we'll beat them, but we won't beat them. But they're no as good as that team. Why does that work? It's confusing. It's never easy. Well, to finish off, lads, let's do a draw. So I will figure out quickly how I can share my screen with you. Hopefully you're now seeing what I'm seeing. Yes. Wow, this is fun. Yes. Behind the curtain. All right, okay. So what I've done is I have put the pots into this wee website called Wheel of Names. And... Oh, this is exciting. Is, and, so do people just listen to this, Andrew? You don't get to show this off. No, so, so there's four different tabs open with a random wheel of names. Each pot is in a different tab, and I'll click it. For example, Germany would be in, in pot A, so I'll take them out because that's already done. So let's just, which which pot one team? And I don't know how UEFA are structuring it, to be honest, but let's just say that it's a classic, simple version of we'll do all the pot one teams, all the pot two teams, and then into pot three and four. So pots, and here comes a wee noise, which you might be able to hear. So in pot... B would be Spain. Okay, so straight away, you're thinking in that one, let's get ourselves into hot B, Callum. It was you that said that, wasn't it? Yes. Okay. Revenge. Into... B for revenge. They don't... They, they, they would... <laughs> The, the, the top seeds in a draw is always the most boring one, isn't it? Because nobody's getting paired with them. And it's just like, okay, what pot are they going to be in? So England are the next one from this C. And now... England, England will still be the easiest draw, even though it's a fake <laughs> one. <laughs> That's France into pot, uh, into group D. So this is many great. fake draws. We'll Wheelofnames.com Wheel Hamden Roar is sponsored by Wheelofnames.com <laughs> To be fair, I think everyone, everyone listening will have used this for like a FIFA draw or something Oh like yeah, <laughs> And then Portugal in group Ooh, E Just over the line And that means Belgium Group F So this is where it then really starts to get a bit more interesting So we can get rid of that tab And what to First one out. And also, I think that UEFA have a rule about Albania and Serbia. Fuck it. 
Um, so I'm not going to get that deep. Uh, <laughs> first pot two team out, who would be in with, I think it is just, we, we'll do it this way anyway, straight in with Germany yeah. as Albania. Ooh. Why am I reacting as if this is real, actually? I know, I'm still enjoying it. I feel like it is real. <laughs> what would be amazing <laughs> if this is exactly what happens? <laughs> <Just> <laughs> Imagine FIFA, uh, UEFA using wheelofnames.com. <laughs> 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 It will be infinitely better, trust me. <laughs> so in with Germany are Albania and then the second one, that's Ooh. Denmark. Just sneaked Shit. in there. So Denmark are in with Spain. Do you still want that, Callum? <laughs> no. <laughs> Griffey, please. Griffey. <laughs> so Denmark in with Spain and... The second uh, group B. So still to go: Hungary, Turkey, Romania, Austria, and it is Austria in with France. Austria were in the middle bracket for us, weren't they? I think. Yeah. 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 So this is for. Oh no! Austria were in with England. Sorry, I fucked that up. Austria were in with England. And that means that this one is Romania. That's Romania. a shame. Romania and really, with France. I really wanted Turkey to be in Group C with Oops. England just because their manager Stefan Kuntz and C <laughs> being in Group C. So Kuntz Romania, with a K, the two remaining, Turkey and Hungary, and the two remaining uh, to be paired with. The next is Portugal and then it's Belgium after that. And it's Turkey in with Portugal. Ooh. And that means that it's Hungary in Belgium. So pots one and two, Germany, Albania, Spain, Denmark, England, Austria, France, Romania, Portugal, Turkey, Belgium, Hungary. Let's come to you, Andrew, first. What's or how's that looking for you? I'm I'm immediately drawn to groups E and F to be honest. Um, well, group so avoid, E is also so that'd be Portugal. No, Portugal, no, Turkey, no, Belgium, no. I, you want them. I would I would avoid just because England and Austria is a tough group so far. I'd maybe because I did say I'd like to draw England. I would like to avoid Group C now. I'd like to avoid Group D. Oh, it's so hard. Okay, my preference would be currently it would be Group A, Germany, Albania, or Group D, France and Romania. Going on what Callum said earlier about mm-hmm. you know your best team doing really well against the other teams, which might help us out. And France are just too good at the moment. Callum, what about you? I'm currently drawn to to Group A, um, Germany, Albania. Just, just from what we said about Germany's form, again, who knows what that will be in six months? But I think Albania are probably the most beatable um, group. E though, couple of fantastic holiday destinations. So, <laughs> you know, we're all going to Germany though. Yeah, know. I was no, going no, to say, I know, I know. <laughs> which is also an excellent holiday destination. <laughs> just thinking, if Croatia are out of pot three and then playoff C one, are we Greece winning that then? Group E would be outstanding. Well, let's go into pot three then. This is 
where we come into it. Come on, straight at the bat. Oh, well. And it is Slovakia. So Slovakia in with Germany and Albania. They've done well. So, yeah, Germany have done very well. Followed by Czech Republic in with Spain and Denmark. Here we go. <laughs> oh, this is actually making me feel quite nervous for tomorrow. No, I've I've been thinking this the full time. I'm really Here excited. We go. This is this has got me followed, really up for it. Also, followed uh, by Slovenia and with England and Austria. Disappointing. Ooh. Again, easy for England this group so far. You would think. So it's the it's the big it's the big three in the group as we recognised earlier: Netherlands, Scotland, Croatia. Next up is France, Romania. Then it's Portugal, Turkey, Belgium, Hungary. So who is in with France and Romania in our little fake draw? Oh, it is Netherlands. Oh, what do we prefer over E or F? So Scotland, Scotland, and our draw here are going to be in with either Portugal or Turkey, or Belgium and Hungary. I would vote um, for F. Ooh, go E. And it's Croatia oh, in with man. Belgium and eh, sorry, Croatia in with Portugal and Turkey. And it's Scotland in with Belgium and Hungary. Well, we know what the F in Group F stands for. <laughs> <laughs> so part four. If I can get this wheel going, there we go. 100% getting Italy in Group F, aren't we? Totally. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, 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 oh. oh, it's into Serbia. So Serbia. Oh. Are right. I don't know. That should be redrawn. That's too close. That's right in the line. <laughs> so it's Germany, Albania, Slovakia, Serbia. Get far involved in that. <laughs> that is so lines. tight. For pot, eh, sorry, for Group B, Spain, Denmark, Czech Republic, and now it is playoff winner A. So that's the Wales Poland one. England playoff C. Here we go. <laughs> Next group: England, Austria, Slovenia, and oh, it's on Italy. Is it going to stay on Italy? Oh, that's a good oh. group. That's England, a good group. Austria, Slovenia, Italy makes things a bit more interesting for the English, but I'm sure that they'll be fine either way. They won't be listening to this, will they, Andy? <laughs> France, Romania, Netherlands and playoff winner B so that's Ooh. the one with Ukraine so we are going to get either Switzerland or playoff winner C straight off the bat I'm not too disappointed with the options that are left with us Agreed So no, in with Portugal, Turkey, Croatia and Switzerland that's a potential group of death label, mm-hmm. which means that Scotland have been left with playoff winner C, likely to be Greece or Georgia. So our fake draw, lads, Belgium, Hungary, Scotland, playoff winner C, likely to be Georgia or Greece. Well, I'm saying that is relatively decent. It, put, it puts me in the thought category of we'd need four points in that group. I think we would potentially 
draw against Hungary or Belgium, and then I think we would could we could beat the playoff uh, winner from from the path C. I think that's and then that's that's where our four points come from. But it's going to be a tough ask against Belgium and Hungary. Yeah, I think so. I wasn't up until Switzerland went into E. Um, I felt if it was Belgium, Hungary, Switzerland, then that would have been tough. But no, relatively happy if if that was to be the case. Um, it's, it's got me really excited for the draw, but also really nervous. Um, Just to confirm, Callum, it's the, the the F stands for feasible, right? Yeah, of course. That, that's what I was meaning earlier. Fan, fantastic. Um, but no, I mean, it would be tough. Belgium are a good side. Hungary are a good side. And there's the potential banana skin in that Group C. But um, yeah, no, nice wee, <laughs> nice wee draw, actually. Enjoyed that. So to wrap up then, Germany, Albania, Slovakia, Serbia... Spain, Denmark, Czech Republic, then probably Wales or Poland, England, Austria, Slovenia, Italy, France, Romania, Netherlands, and then probably Ukraine in Group B or maybe Israel, Portugal, Turkey, Croatia, Switzerland, that's a toughie, Belgium, Hungary, Scotland, and then Greece or Georgia, likely. Wow. And it's, it, it adds to the tension when we are last out there in the bottom group and they're disappearing <laughs> one by one before it reaches us. <laughs> Oh, I love fake draws. So um, that actual real one, though, we can't just send this off to UEFA. It is at five o'clock tomorrow, I believe. Yeah, it's it's been a joy to look forward to it. I can't believe that it's actually happening again for real. So mm. thanks very much for tuning in. We'll have the draw review on Sunday. So regardless, we'll try and keep some fun about it. When you look at the potential worst draw, I mean, we could end up with Germany... Not Germany, sorry. Um, France, Denmark, Italy. Or we could look at the easiest draw, which is probably, well, it's perceptive, but Germany, Albania, Greece or something like that. So, I mean, looking at it there, we've done okay. Um, And yeah, guys, it's uh, it's been a pleasure to look forward to it with you. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, to everybody that's loyal listener, we're, we're getting more and more at the moment with Scotland doing well, so that's that's great. And it gives us a lot of encouragement here to, to crack on with things. We have the draw review on Sunday. We'll have the campaign review in a couple of weeks. And also recorded a player interview last week, which I'll put out before Christmas with a former player looking back on their Scotland career. So if you're enjoying the pod, please leave a kind rating. It really helps us grow and subscribe too, if you feel like it. And a few things just to round off, with it being Christmas time, my book, A Nation Again, the inside story of how Scotland reached the European Championship, would make a lovely... Christmas present for the Scotland fan in your life or maybe for you if anyone is looking for hints from you maybe any aunties and uncles asking what you want for Christmas feel free to give that a shout it tells the story of how we got to Euro 2020 and I chatted with McGinn Christy Dykes Marshall a lot of the boys for it it was great fun and I really appreciate anybody giving it a go or deciding to buy it for someone else and lastly if you're in the central belt area of Scotland and after a few drinks with your mates I've got my sports quiz on Monday night at Walkabout, which is just next to Cineworld in Glasgow. So why not grab a team and come along? A few listeners have rocked up in recent months and won it. There's a 60 quid bar tab on offer and it's very cheap as well. Tenants is only 250. So we'll hopefully see a few of you there. Andrew down there living in London now can't quite compute 250 for a pint. <laughs> I, I can't wait to come up. 
and uh, <laughs> get, get myself a kangaroo burger and a pint of tenants. <laughs> So yeah, hopefully see a few listeners there if you fancy a few Christmas drinks with your work pals or your uh, your mates or whatever. But yeah, first and foremost, the draw tomorrow, five o'clock. We'll be back on Sunday to, uh, to review Scotland's fate. Thanks very much for tuning in and Callum and Slavin, thanks very much for joining us. Podcast Network.